welcome in to another episode of Cyberly Hits the Road. Today we are in Orlando, Florida at the beautiful Gaylord Resort and we are at TMSA's Transportation Marketing and Sales Association Level Up Conference and I'm joined right now with Katie McPherson. She's in charge of marketing over at Magnum Transportation. Katie, give us a little bit of background of, of, of your career and, and how you got yes. started in marketing. I have been in marketing for about 15 years. I started with retail. I worked at the Chamber of Commerce, went back to retail, was in IT, and now I'm with transportation. Oh, oh, so how do, I guess, maybe like those... They don't. Do, do they don't? <laughs> no, they don't at all. <laughs> the marketing side, you know, you come from sales and then with the retail side, and then from community, you work from the marketing side there. And then you come to IT, and there's nothing that corresponds with any of them, and then transportation just sticks out like a sore thumb. But I tell you what, I'm with transportation going forward. It's one of the funnest, more awesome. fun um, industries. I think that there's so much potential in the marketing world for transportation that I think that um, transportation does not have marketing to where it needs to be. I think and, and we're a little bit behind on where things could be, mm-hmm. but I think they're slowly and slowly but quickly like grasping onto everything. I would completely agree because I feel like that it's over the last couple of years, really since COVID, that a lot of these marketing strategies are starting to come to fruition mm-hmm. in this industry. Why do you think that it's taken so long for this industry to just adapt? Is it one of just, you know, those slow moving? Yes. Ad- I slow think, to adaption? I think that adoption. honestly that we in the transportation industry are stuck in the old ways, Mm -hmm. equipment wise, um, just industry standards of everything. And so everything's slowly catching up. I think that there's just a million opportunities for everything. And now that everything's kind of caught up all together, there's so much integration, um, software technology, I think, is now catching up and everyone's jumping on the bandwagon of the integration of software, uh, of putting everything together um, and being like, oh, the transportation industry, that's a niche we haven't hit yet. Let's jump on that. Let's see what we can do for them. Let's see what software integrations we can build together um, because there's just so many and everybody wants to jump on it that it's a high-level industry that anybody can kind of jump into but the understanding of it is pretty complicated. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that that's one of the bigger things for a, a lot of companies is that when, or, or a lot of marketers, when they enter the space, it's a huge learning mm-hmm. curve. Uh, what were some of those initial struggles like for you? Was it terminology? Yes. Was it just getting to know the lingo? Yes, like, I would about that. say terminology in general of everything in the transportation industry is not <laughs> relevant to anything else like of its kind. Um, and getting to know... Um, the demographics of what transportation is. I mean, you have your old school drivers and for us, we have newer equipment and mixing the two of them don't always go well and introducing technology to um, what was of the demographics of the transportation industry has been a huge change. Mm. Um, You're not writing everything on paper anymore and we have social media and we have communication and everything we do with them. And so new technology has been fun, but a learning curve for everybody. I'm sure. Um, especially just in this industry in general. So what does, I guess, sort of the, the, the typical day, cause you've been at Magnum for, for how long? Now? Under three years. Okay. Just shy of three years. So you've had a little bit of a chance to, yes. to get to know that terminology yes. and sort of get acquainted. And I the- learn something new every day. And that's why I love <laughs> my job because I literally learn something new every day that is so out there. Um, So we are made up of five different divisions. Mm -hmm. And so transportation isn't all of them, but we have supply chain networks. So we have our warehouse and logistics sides as well. So 
getting to know the transportation industry has been a struggle, but it's been super fun just because it's something new to learn every day, like I said, and I think that everybody can learn something. So our marketing department was, did not exist before I got there. So it has been my baby Mm. and I have groomed it and made it where it is today. And I tell people, they often ask me, where are you at now in the marketing world? And I say, um, we've moved on to the toddler stage. We (laughs) were a baby at first. And now that our brand has gotten exposed and we are out there, we are now in the toddler stage of chasing everything that is possible. And now we are roping it in to move on to little kid kindergarten stage. <laughs> so, so tell me a little, what was uh, the first thing you tackled when you joined the company? Honestly, finding our logo. Mm. Our logo was um, with the company that had our business cards and I had to track it down and get it started from square one. <laughs> In all honesty, <laughs> that's where it was. Um, brand awareness was yeah. my first push. Mm-hmm. I, um, push it out to where it needs to be and where it's at today, getting people exposed and to let them know who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite is, is we're the big blue, pretty brand new trucks is how we reference ourselves. We take pride in our equipment, take pride in our employees. Um, everything is about making them happy and making them comfortable. And so with marketing, we just push that. Um, What's the relative size, I guess, of, of Magnum? How many drivers do you guys have? Yep. So we currently have over 1,500 employees. Oh, wow. Yep, and so we have over 800 chapters, I believe it is. They're growing and counting every day. That's we a add lot. <laughs> a lot. Um, our something we take pride in, obviously, is our equipment, and nothing is over four years old oh, wow. um, from the tractor side. So we are. Um, we know that our drivers are number one, and putting them in new equipment is important to us and important to them. We want them. And to I was about feel, to say that's probably a good selling point for them. Yeah. It's, yes, from the recruitment side, it is a huge bonus, um, to letting them know that they can be in a brand new truck or something very close. And so you, you, you tackled the logo, you started getting the brand out there. What are some other uh, challenges that, that you've overcome in those first few years of, of the marketing role? Um, communication and education. So education, not necessarily who we are as a brand, but education of to just our employees of everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, in location in over 27 terminals oh, wow. and 10 states for our LTL dedicated and truckload side, that's a challenge. Mm. From Denver to Chicago to Kansas City and north, um, we struggle making sure that no matter if our terminal has seven employees or 237 employees, we want to make sure that they know everything that's going on in the company. We want them to feel important. We want them to make them feel at home. We want them to know they are being paid well. Mm. And we just need to communicate and educate to them that we are changing, we're growing, but we're never going to be too big to make you a number and not part of the family. I love that approach. So how are you, let's talk a little bit about, you know, your marketing strategy mm-hmm. overall. Is it just you within the company no. or you have a team? I have a You're team You're one of the now. rare people that have a team in, yes, in transportation. I'm so excited. It's taken like the last year to grow. I started with an intern, realized that an intern was not enough. So then she became full-time. And then with that full-time, I decided I needed another intern. And so every year I grow with an intern and know that one intern is not enough and we need to, and they blossom so well that we need to continue to grow our team. And I want, I need to pursue another person. I think that there's um, so much potential out there. Something I firmly believe in is with our size, we can internally 
support ourselves and do the work ourselves. We have learned our lessons about external sources and they haven't worked out for us, but knowing that we have an internal um, capabilities of hiring inside the company um, has helped us grow a lot. And knowing that we take on those challenges and bring them internally and fail, but or succeed, has helped us a ton. Because that's one of the bigger, I think, issues with outsourcing is that mm-hmm. the, sometimes the quality just isn't there. And, Communication, and, I would say, definitely. And you can't really train. Uh, you can't really train somebody that's a, a freelancer because Correct. there's no guarantee that they're actually right. going to want to learn right. how to do this for you. We are super unique in the way that we have five different divisions and two tell that story externally over and over again for an external source hasn't been the best of us Mm. where we just want to, we want to, we want to bring in the younger generation in our company and watch them grow with our company as our company grows. So as we take that and we just want to hire within, um, and that's what I've done to grow my team. Um, I brought in the younger generation to make them grow with us and, I teach them as a leader of the things that I learned when I was in their shoes um, and guide them in the way that there's things you do and there's things you don't do. And so um, they've helped me a ton, but I'm still wanting to grow. (laughs) I have goals of more and more and more, just as my boss does. So everything's, it's exciting. Um, And the transportation industry obviously is not going anywhere. Um, If anything, it's gonna grow and it's going to develop um, with all the software um, and technology that's coming along with it. So, so how does it, what is the, I guess, sort of the day, the day to day look like for you? Like Ooh. what are you doing versus yeah. you know, the, your other two employees? Right. What does that structure look like? So my team is made up of three of us currently. So one of them tackles social media, the other tackles graphics, um, and any kind of internal communications we do. And then I handle a lot of advertising. So I do a lot of, um, Google and it advertising and SEO, um, manage the website and just kind of keep things going. Um, events we have, we, um, currently need, we need more people. (laughs) What I say about the marketing team is we're never done. Our potential is ongoing. And so there's just more and more and more to do, but with the lack of employees that I have on my team, we're at a good standstill Mm -hmm. of growing, but there's so much more that we could be doing that is never ending. So where do you think is the most challenging part of marketing and transportation? Is it SEO? Is it social media? Comparatively, I would say social media, but I think my team does a really good job on it. We're really excited about it. I have one of the girls is that's her job and it is somebody's daytime job, day to day job. I mean that they can spend 24 hours a day constantly on there growing, getting to know everything. I mean, we are just um, barely at the top of what can be done. We um, have a lot of exciting campaigns that we want to con- consistently do that everybody always suggests to us, but we don't have enough time or the people or just the energy to constantly keep up with it all. So growing, um, I think just like manpower to handle all these things. Um, transportation wise, I think that technology, um, getting everybody on that same board of saying, here's what you can do. Here's what you should be doing. Um, everybody has their own ideas, right? Their own opinions, but I'm a firm believer in social media. Um, I think it's the number one piece of communication. Everybody believes in it. Everybody sees it. It's exposure. Um, it's everything. I 
And that's you what you're here speaking on. Yeah. So you're, you're here at, at TMSA speaking on this, on, on the power of social media yeah. and transportation. Give us a little a couple use cases of, of how you found value with, with social media. Um, growth. I think that getting to know or just our exposure in social media in general has been um, people recognizing who we are. And that's just word of mouth, right? Like I can talk to um, anybody at work that'll just be like, oh, yeah, somebody said they saw your TikToks or they saw our TikToks and all of a sudden they reach out to us because they want blah, 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 blah. So I think the power of that just in general has been significant, just... um, Silly videos. I, I let the girls, I, if there's anything that I tell my team, I say, I don't ever want to see you sitting at your desk. Because mm-hmm. if you're sitting at your desk, you're not out in the world being exposing us who we are. You know, there's a time and a place. They go have fun. They do, go do their videos. They go do all this stuff. Um, majority of the time, they're probably not sitting at their desk just because they're out and about doing things. And that's what I want them to do. That's what marketing is. You know, it's funny because we're made up of all of our solid shared services at Magnum and then there's marketing who's never at their desk, (laughs) (laughs) which is fine. (laughs) Well, I imagine that with a lot of, with this industry being old school, that some people are like, oh, well, what's the ROI of this? Like, how do you answer that question? Yes. I, um, it's hard for me. I do have quite a bit of traction for the recruitment side, um, of a lot of numbers of the, um, software that we use for that. Um, and we do, I create codes that track a lot of it. Nobody's to say that they follow through with all those codes. Um, a lot of times somebody will just say something, um, or I can validate it majority of the time, or we've gotten sales calls over silly things such as our TikTok or Facebook followings or stuff like that. So growing those has been significant, not just for my department, but for all the departments. And that's where I get excited over it. You know, with 40 plus thousand followers on Facebook and 20,000 plus on TikTok, it's just like, we're out there. We're 20,000 on TikTok. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's one of the better transportation companies that I've seen. We take pride in it. It's exciting. (laughs) So that's something that as much as someone's like, you have somebody that's just a social media. And I'm like, you don't understand the power of social media. You truly don't because in one of my slides today, I bring up the fact that when you Google your company, the next thing besides your own website is your social media platforms underneath there because that's the power of what Google will do and it pulls everything. It's going to pull all your social media pages because it's what it's tagging. That's your SEO. You know, it's your website. It's everything. So it, it all ties together. Mm-hmm. Whether you know it or not, Google is creepy, and that's how it is. <laughs> but to en- embrace the creepiness yeah. with, with Google and social media. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. But, you know, it, there's a lot of things that I, I'm a firm believer. I work strictly with Google where the, I let the girls do the social media stuff. But for me, um, understanding all that and teaching people that there's so much more to Google um, in the transportation industry that we are competitive over. Especially on the Google side, like keywords, advertising, what is your, I guess, philosophy when it comes to, to those two things? Um, like how do you approach it? So my number one approach is money doesn't always buy everything mm. from the Google side. Um, it's a strategy that you kind of got to play with and trial and error. You're not going to win every month. Um, but I take pride in that there's different ways to go about it and I am familiar with them. Um, but learn by doing. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows it perfectly. Google changes their algorithm and their platform daily, and you got to keep up with it. And it's 
scary, but you can do it. Anybody can do it. I mean, you just got to plug and play your stuff to keep going and, um, keep up with the trends. And I tell my girls all the time that I want to be better than somebody that's larger than us. I'm not going to slow down and I'm not going to stop. We just keep going. We just, I want to be better than somebody that has 200,000 followers on Facebook. I, love I just want to keep up with them. We are consistent. Um, don't stop. We don't stop. <laughs> and so when you are, when you're, you're thinking about your strategy and what you're doing now and you're laying the groundwork mm -hmm. and you've learned the terminology and you got a couple people working for you already, yeah. how do, what are the, the platforms that, who are the, the people that you follow, the news that you follow in order to, to think about that next step? Mm. Um, I look at competitively, like who is bigger than us. Mm -hmm. I won't name names, but I look at, um, larger companies that are, have a marketing department of probably 15. Hmm. So our marketing department is separate than our sales. So I never reference them just because sales comes from the five different divisions and they're all separate, but I work with them. Hmm. So I don't, um, they don't tell us what to do. We kind of guide them what to do and help them get out there. So, um, a lot of our marketing is recruitment and sales. So we help with recruiting a ton. We help with sales a ton. So, um, it's exciting. And I like, love to help them because they're a little bit old school. So we help them keep up with everything. But competitive wise, um, I just see what others are doing. But in the end, it's funny because they, they follow us and they're seeing what we're doing. So um, I've kind of come to the conclusion now that we're going to keep on keeping on because if they're following us and we're following them, we're probably just going to be continuing to level right. up. I mean, there's <laughs> just like a never ending like, oh, they just copied our video or we just copied their video or, you know, just from the TikTok world, but Facebook and all our other platforms, it's just consistency. Um, marketing in general, just keep on keeping on, don't slow down and just keep going because you have to, I love that there's you, no slowing down. You, you mentioned Facebook with, with sort of like a, the yin and the yang because TikTok is like the, the new yeah. person on the street and that's the one that, you yeah. know, everybody wants to sort of jump onto yeah. but with Facebook. It's more of like the older school, like mm -hmm. platform. How yeah. are you finding success with Facebook? Consistency. Today? I tell you, um, we advertising and consistency, something that really helped us on the Facebook world of the followers is we, about when COVID happened, we had like, we just put out thank a trucker ads. Um, and I went big on them, not necessarily money wise, but just hitting it hard, mm -hmm. wanting them to wanting people not to know that we want them, but we care about them. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, um, something that we wanted to get anything from except for just people to realize the fact that we care about them. And when you just say, think a trucker, your demographic goes all over the board. Hmm. But um, interesting enough, and then this is my only stat I'll tell you, but our demographic consistently on Facebook is women 55 and older. Wow. And interesting as it is, that's what it is. And yeah. I associate with maybe some truckers' wives that are wanting to see what we're doing or wanting to keep up and see what the transportation world is up to. And, um, I have a younger generation team and so they kind of keep us in the loop and keep things going. So it's entertaining. And then just coinciding all the platforms together has been huge. Um, knowing who our demographics are in each one and then kind of playing the part out what we put out on each one, business related LinkedIn, you know, pictures, we take pride in our pictures for Instagram, 
I, we do videos on TikTok, you know, and then Facebook is just kind of communication. Mm. What we're up to, what they're up to, what the industry's up to, what Magnum's up to. We kind of just play the roundabout circle of what we post constantly. So you're, you're so. targeting those different audiences on all of these per different platform. social media platforms per the demographic mm-hmm. that's on the platform. That's, yeah. that's what we echo on this show every single week and she's yeah. a living example of that. And so you, you had mentioned earlier about how you're working with sales, you're working with recruiting. Mm-hmm. How is that dynamic evolving since you're, you're since you've joined and, and started really hammering home a lot of the, the value of marketing? Are, are yeah. they, the sales like sort of receptive or they're yes. going to be receptive? Like how does that dynamic work? Giving them trending, good looking material is important to them. Hmm. Um, and they, I like to call them old school. Don't hate me. I love <laughs> them, all of them, but keeping them up to par with what may others may be doing or hmm. above what others may be doing is my goal for them. I want to provide them material that they can um, expose themselves to out in the world of sales and make them um, be ahead of the game. That's always my goal. I just want to be like ahead of everybody else. And I know that's kind of like aggressive, but that's my approach. I think that, yeah, yeah, it's been working. Um, and making sure we're on top of everything, you know, like I talked about communication and education, making sure that all of these salespeople have everything they need, um, constantly. I mean, whether it's printing off flyers because they love flyers, I don't love flyers, but they love flyers (laughs) and those types of things. We just kind of settle where we meet in the middle, Mm. right? You know, so providing them a nice color copy of something versus them scanning it or, you know, just simple things like that on the sales side. So from the recruitment side, it's keeping up with advertising that we want to be ahead of the game to provide our golden ticket. Why is Magnum better than the rest of them? Because in the end, that's what the fight is. Mm. The fight is we want the best drivers. We want drivers for longevity. We want them here. Um, Not, we don't, we don't provide jobs, we provide careers. And careers are more important because we want people to stay with us for a long time. And we have a lot of drivers that are with us long time. And funny fact that are, they come back to us. Mm. You know what I mean? Some drivers may leave, think that the grass is greener, but um, a lot of people come back within 30 days. Oh, wow. It's huge. So we have found our golden tickets of what we know. It may not necessarily be pay. It may not necessarily be benefits, but it might be equipment to some people. And you need to know what is important to everybody because not everybody's going to be the same. So our recruitment marketing campaigns on that level are finding not necessarily exactly that we pay the best because we may not pay the best. We pay pretty high, but we have really awesome benefits. We have really awesome equipment. We have really awesome driver managers, et cetera. So other jobs besides driving. I mean, we have other lists for that as well, but I mean, um, kind of just finding that niche for every person and, um, realizing that, like I said, we treat them as a family and not just a number. Um, that's our number one goal. We are privately owned and that's always been important. We're never too large enough to make you a number. Is there any part of marketing that you haven't done yet, but you want to do? Yes. Um, more photography and videography. I take so much, I came from the retail side. I came from the marketing that photography and videography was so important. And I take pride in that because I think that pictures are worth a thousand words and they show so much. Um, I talk about it in my presentation today, but my first year I started, everything was like equipment, equipment, equipment. And we took so many pictures of the equipment. 
But what is a piece of equipment without the person behind the wheel? Yes. What is the piece of equipment that's not somebody in the shop main with maintenance? So my second year, I did a photo shoot with all employees. We did all employees hand on deck of whether you're behind a desk, behind the wheel, underneath the trailer, whatever you're doing, applying the decals, whatever it be, that's important because you know what? It's putting you into the perspective of you're doing that job. And for the recruitment side, that's where you can be. You, you take, you're in a nice new truck, you're in a nice new shop, you're in a new terminal, you're in the office, those types of things. So, um, I want to continue doing that and bringing that internally. We did do that externally a couple of years ago, but um, that's my next step of what I firmly believe in because with photography and videography, there's so much more power. And with that opens up the door. Um, taking on YouTube is my next um, big thing. TikTok has showed the world that short videos are important. People don't have attention spans. They're not going to read and they're not going to want to watch a video more than 30 seconds. So YouTube introducing YouTube shorts and videos like that of, um, probably not going to get a lot of hits on somebody showing you how to, I don't know, whatever in the shop, you know, for 30 minutes, it's not going to go very far. But if you show them a 30 second clip or a minute clip, that's where my next hard hit for campaigning is on the marketing side. So you, you had mentioned something that I thought was really powerful is that you incorporate everyone from behind the wheel to behind the desk. Now, how, did, how does that look from a, I guess, a logistics perspective? What are you doing with that material as mm-hmm. soon as you, is it just, is it going in flyers? Is it going in emails, yep. website, all of the above? Yeah. So something I haven't touched on is we do a lot of email campaigns for the recruitment side. Um, and utilizing those pictures to make these people feel that they're in the shoes that we want them to be in. We want them to feel part of our family. We want them to come to our side competitively against every other one. Um, it's hard. It's very hard to reach these people, um, but we are doing a pretty good job on it, and I think that it shows another ROI kind of potential that we like to, that I get excited over, even if it's five applications from the email or whatever, you know, it's, it to me, just because we're on a list of like 30 other ways that an application came through, I take pride in that. You know what? Even if it was one, even if it was one for the week, I did my job because I made an impact on somebody enough for them to follow through filling out the application. Um, we take any of those pictures with the employees. We just blast them. Um, we use them in any form of advertising, um, and I feel like that's made a huge difference. I mean, you have your, um, when I work with Google, you have your display advertising, and then you, I call it text advertising, you know, so what somebody's going to read when they Google us or what they're going to see. Hmm. Um, so I think that that just makes an impact. The, um, my team and I always say, where, where are you going to use these pictures? Like, make sure you're using this appropriate picture for this appropriate thing. Don't just like throw out an image because you want to tell a story, right? You want to make that person feel like they're in that situation, you know, and that goes with subject lines as well and how you talk about things. So, um, I learned a lot of that from retail sales actually, which is interesting because they're complete opposites because mm-hmm. I'm not selling anything, but I'm selling you why you should be part of this job. I'm not telling you bogle 50% off these shoes or, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like a whole different thing, but I take it all in that, um, there's a learning curve from this side to, um, from retail. It's been interesting. But oh, for sure. I think there's a lot of lessons that, that trickle down that sometimes it takes years mm-hmm. to trickle down 
from from D to C or from you know B to C to yeah. over to B to B, which yeah. is technically I think we're all you know just B yeah. to C anyways. I think that yeah. B to B is almost like kind of just convoluted. Yeah, but we're all just marketing to people. Yeah. Yes. And so you you have a specialty, and you mentioned earlier that you you mainly focus on advertising. Mm-hmm. How are you tackling advertising in a, a post-privacy world, I guess is the right maybe way to say it. With all the changes in iOS and, you know, privacy settings, things like that. How are you tackling that? I just go big. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, in this nature, I don't compare myself to anybody else just because I don't know what anybody else is doing, but I compare myself to what I did last year. Um, how are numbers looking last year? Um, and with data and analytics, that's super helpful just because my history of where we were a year ago compared to where we are now um, in relevance to recruitment. Um, sales, I don't look as much on just because they're their own people. I support them. I get our name out there for them as sales-wise. I always tell everybody that like, when I do advertising, I'm step one. I may not go into detail about all the advertising or what we're actually selling, but I give them brand awareness and exactly who we are. Hmm. I want to sell who we are as a company. That That's my job. It's your job to sell the product. Hmm. Um, I'd say that with recruiting. I mean, I'm here to get them in the door. You're here to get them in the door to fill out that application. 100%. I, I want to make them, same with sales. I'm here to maybe present them to make them... Right, it takes a person eight times to recognize a name or a company or a logo or a look, our trucks, exactly. Um, and I make sure that they are familiar with who we are as a company and then it's their job is the next step. So I call myself like the broad marketer because I'm not gonna sit there and detail out a job for you with a list of seven things, but I'm, I am going to try and sell you on to get in that door and fill out that application. 100%. Yeah. I feel like I need to say like, amen a hundred yeah. times throughout this conversation. Yeah. Um, a, a couple last Makes questions. Makes my job easier too, by the way. <laughs> a lot easier. We don't have to deal with the like changes because change, you know, whether you, sorry to interrupt you, but whether you are moving along, like your pay changes or your, um, drug policy changes or your equipment changes or something, I'm going to be as broad as possible. So that way my change doesn't have to happen immediately. Um, and so I can kind of let things ride. I try to be as timeless as possible with a lot of campaigns just because there's so much out there and changing that I just want to be like, Hey, we pay or you can guarantee, you know, so what are your favorite analytics? Like what are the, what are like the most like things that you check and you're like, this yes, like, <laughs> it's really weird just because from the marketing perspective, I came, I come from a graphics background, so I have a degree in graphic design, but like marketing, just those like numbers, like just excite <laughs> me because like, it makes me feel that I've done something right. I love, well, like analytics wise, like on Google, I love to see how many people are currently on our site. <laughs> I think that's super fun visitors. and exactly <laughs> where they are because I get excited when they're on like our careers page or something like that. Um, unique page views is another one that I'm like, oh, new people. <laughs> um, I just like, I, I could sit on our analytics page all day, every day. We have a custom Power BI dashboard as well. Um, and to see that graphically is always exciting. And then it's easier to show leadership look at the green, you know, (laughs) look at the arrows green, you know, so sometimes, and I will be honest, sometimes it can be red Mm -hmm. and that's okay. We're not always going to be a hundred percent perfect. We know our downtimes of our, of seasons of change. Um, we know our uptimes of seasons of change. We know 
um, I just want to see it plateauing and growing green. You know, I that's just, interesting. What 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 time is there a specific like time of the year that like it's better for maybe driver recruitment? Yes, versus, really. I, it is definitely a season of. Um, I would say probably on the OTR side of like that February, March, April mm-hmm. tends tends to be lower. Um, fortunately for us, that was not the case this year. Um, it was, we're growing, um, our job rec numbers are down. So that's exciting. So we, as we grow, we want those numbers to be down because for us, that means that turnover is down and people are, we're filling those positions and people are staying. That's exciting for us. You know, there's so many different, like simple excitements, but those numbers are low when we want, when you don't want them to be Hmm. high. So um, and fill trucks being low. So having zero obviously is always a goal, but for us with as large of a fleet as we have, I mean, it's gonna happen and you have to accept that. I mean, there's always gonna be change, um, but zero is always a goal, of course, or one or two, but yeah, it's, so any form of numbery, simple numbers, right? I call them simple numbers because like for me, that's easier and graphically I can make them look good, you know, so. Um, I just love data and analytics, like from, and I have no ROI, like, I mean, we do in marketing, but you don't at the same time. Like for me, I'm like an ROI for me. is like, we got one application today, (laughs) not from all over the board, but just from the marketing side. Yeah. I I feel like a lot of companies value too much on the vanity metrics and not the right metrics. Right. Where it's about conversions at the end right. of the day. Are, are people coming to become a customer? Are they coming to mm-hmm. you know work for your company? Those yeah. are the, the everything matters after they convert. Yeah, That's and when we have exposure happens. that somebody saw us on TikTok and they really like how we treat our employees um, or the way that we do things, our equipment, that means way more to me. Awesome. You know what I mean? Just because I think that um, those kinds of numbers matter more to me. It's 100%. the authentic. So all right. Katie, this was an awesome conversation. Yeah. Um, it, what, what else do you guys have working on, you know, for the rest of this year at Magnum? You know, what, what can we expect out of you guys? And where can we follow your work? Um, we're growing. We're rapidly growing, and I'm excited to see what the next few months has in store for us. Um, I think that growing not only just on our marketing team, but just the company in general. Um, it, it hasn't gone down at all and it's not going to. Um, the transportation industry is exciting and we're here for it. Um, marketing wise, we're going to grow. Um, TikTok, I know these girls are already on a mission today doing <laughs> more and more videos and I just, I'm entertained by it, yeah. right? In the, in the Facebook world too. Um, don't be shy of it. It's not going anywhere. Um, but I will tell you that the, not just um, the marketing side, I think that people are becoming more and more into photos and videos, and that's going to be the new trend. Shorts, short film, um, it's what people have become attached to. It's not that they've become attached to the world of TikTok, but it's the um, quick interactions yes. that people are falling for. Um, and they love it, and they're here for it. So whether you like TikTok or not, it's here. Yeah. And that's why, if you look at the rest of the social platforms, they've all followed trend. They've all followed suit of providing some way or another, something similar to TikTok in their 100%. own way. Yeah. Where can folks follow all of the, the, the Magnum social yeah, media profiles, so, all that good stuff? Yeah. Our TikTok is Magnum Trucking, I believe. Sorry, we got to switch it all up for a lot of them. And then 
Facebook is Magnum Transportation, Instagram, something similar. So they're all Magnum related, um, whether it's checking your transportation after. So it's um, Twitter, of course, we have as well. And then LinkedIn is our next really big focus business-wise. So love it. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. And if you did like it, I would love if you could rate and review the show on Apple or Spotify. It'll take you like two minutes of your time, but it helps a ton for a creator like me to be able to show that review like a badge of honor. And it also helps the show get discovered by others. If you'd like to see more of my work, head on over to digitaldispatch.io. I've got some new content collections under the resources tab for folks who are freight brokers, truckers, carriers, freight agents, and also a best of collection for how to fix your website and how to fix your marketing. It's all completely free. And again, that tab is under resources over on the digitaldispatch.io website. The website also includes some links to our social media accounts along with my products and services in case any of that is of interest to you. Once again, my name is Blythe Bremley and I thank you for sharing your attention with me today. Until next time, have a magical day.